And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Lena, whose near-death experience brought on the ability to communicate with spirits and more. Lena, thank you for joining me and welcome. Thank you so much for having me here, Jeff. I'm so honored. Lena, would you like to start on the day that it happened or do you need to give us a little backstory first? I'll start at the day it happened. Thank okay. you. So it was 2016, November 17. It was a nice day. It was a beautiful weather and I had a lot of plans planned with my boyfriend at the time. We had a date in an expensive restaurant. It was like an art gallery rather. So I was stoked to just go there and have a nice meal and see some art. And afterwards, we were supposed to go uh, to see a play that his friend was performing in. So I was super excited about that as well. As we got to a restaurant and sit down, the lights were dim and it was a beautiful atmosphere. People were around and... um, We were sitting and holding hands in front of each other. Next thing I know, everything starts to go foggy. It was um, like a white fog coming from left and right. Uh, I've never experienced anything like that. I've never um, fainted. I've never had any sort of other issues that, that made me feel like that. So I was um, quite taken by that, and I thought it was a panic attack coming on. So I asked my partner to calm me down. As he was talking to me and telling me that everything is fine, inside I was fighting for, for my life not to pass out. I didn't know what is happening. Um, I start, my heart was racing and I was just not feeling like I can fight it. Uh, the fighter in me was still trying to stay awake. But at some point, I could not uh, hold it anymore. And as I was voicing it to my partner, uh, I faded off. Um, when I woke up, I was laying on the floor with my legs elevated and people standing around me. I had no idea how, how long I was out. And um, I asked him, to which he said, you were only out for a couple of minutes, not even long enough to call ambulance. At that point, I did not want to cause a big scene and I really wanted to go to a show. So I said, no, let's not uh, call the ambulance. Let's just, let's just, um, you know, take it easy. I step outside, breathe in some fresh air. And so I did, um, and I started feeling better. That day, I did not consider it as a near-death experience at all. I knew nothing about near-death experiences. And uh, quite frankly, I didn't really want to make a big deal out of it. I just wanted to kind of sweep it under the rug, you know? Um, So life started going the normal way it was till about four months after it. I was going to Florida to a festival that lasts a few days and I was very excited to go there as well. 
Florida is one of my favorite places and sunshine, um, palm trees and the ocean. I love the most. As I was walking in the festival outside from one stage to another, all of a sudden, I started feeling a very close feeling like something was uh, pushing on me. And I was having a hard time breathing even. It was like a suffocation feeling, really. And it felt really, really hard for me to even grasp it of why I'm having this feeling. I started looking around. And as I looked around, I saw this uh, little boy, maybe like um, seven, eight years of age. About 10 feet away from me, he was sitting on the ground and holding his ears. And all of a sudden, I knew that feeling was coming from him. His ears were hurting from the loud music. And I felt so bad. I just tried to get away from there as fast as I could. I did not know what was happening to me, but that feeling was so awful. I never wanted to experience it ever again. Um, being a single mom myself at the time, my son was about five. Um, I did not want to pursue or understand what was happening to me. I just wanted to close it off and just live my normal human life and not worry about uh, why I'm getting this. So once I shut that off, it has not come back for about a year. Although the feelings were not there, I was getting some sort of knowings or rather it even sound much like my own voice, but it was a little bit louder than my own voice, but a little bit quieter than a real voice uh, that you sounds out loud, you know? Um, it was telling me, um, or like guiding me rather, giving me ideas of where I need to go or what I should do. And it was guiding me to go to South Asia. Um, I bought tickets for five weeks to travel in Asia. I did not know a single word of, or of the language. I did not know anybody there, but I still went. When I got to one of my destinations, uh, I was led by my spirit to go to the mountains in Chiang Mai and meditate with the monks. That retreat was silent and it has taught me a lot of patience and it has taught me a lot of understandings of silence and mindfulness that I have never been taught. Uh, one of the nights while I was up abroad, uh, I had a premonition dream, which I've never had before. The premonition dream was about my boyfriend at the time breaking up with me. I did not like that dream, but the next morning it actually came true. My boyfriend at the time could not wait for me any longer and he did break up with me. So, so far all the experiences that 
I've had kind of gave me a negative feeling. So I was not sure why I'm being shown all this. I came back so lost and confused. I started traveling to the mountains of North Carolina. The mountains were calling for me. I don't know what it was, but I felt the magnificent, how big they were. And they took all my troubles away while I was um, looking at them and breathing in the fresh air of the greenery. I ended up uh, driving to Colorado and Colorado mountains healed me a lot as well. I've attended a couple of retreats there that also taught me a lot of mantras and a lot of self-discipline. I felt like everything was just planned out for me, that it was my journey and I was guided by the spirits. When I came back from Colorado, um, I never touched meat and eggs again. I don't know what it was, but the spirit told me not to eat meat and eggs. Also, spirit wanted me to be all vegan. However, I was not ready to make the jump. And I said, I'll, I'm not ready, so I'll just wait a little bit longer. So 2019 comes along. Um, the spirit starts whispering to me that I need to start a food forest in my backyard. And I live in a development where we're not necessarily permitted to, to grow food forests or, or even uh, any fruit trees, if any. Um, however, I still decided to follow through and I said yes. I started planting trees, fruit trees, apple trees, plums, peaches, whatever grows here. I started just plucking them in. And let me tell you, I have never had any house plants. I cannot make even cactus grow. But for some reason, the spirit connected me to people that had hands and knowledge to do this properly and to make the greenery thrive. Um, I was very happy to go outside and enjoy my garden and to see things grow and to contemplate on how nature works. I call that um, garden back to Eden. And I made a little plaque back to Eden and I put it um, on the ground and so every time I would walk it would be a first a first stone that I step on in September 2019 uh, I had a separation from my partner and um, my spirit was telling me to isolate which was totally out of my character uh, I used to be a um, tribe of the party and I enjoyed going out and partying, you know, experiencing physical life. But uh, in 2019, it had changed. I had isolated myself and uh, I meditated a lot. 
in one of the mornings of my meditation, it was not any kind of particular reason for it, I don't think, but I was just sitting and closed my eyes and all of the sudden I had this vision. The vision was so intense and so vivid to me that I started obsessing about it afterwards. And what I saw was cosmos, much like what is behind you, Jeff. It was space, and I saw a big glowing light. It was so magnificent, and it was so big, and it was, it was white and yellow. You know, to be honest with you, it reminds me of the sun. So I would not be surprised if it was the sun. And I was looking at it, and it was leaking out pieces of light, just multiplying it. It reminded me a lava lamp, you know, just like that from one bowl, there was little bowls coming out, but they made from the same thing. And then I looked at myself, and I was a light too. Um, I could see earth right below me and that kind of scared me a little bit because I've never had any such experience and I got scared and so I went back to my body. When I had this experience later on, I found out I was actually out of body experience. It was not a vision. It was not time related. So the time doesn't exist by the way. <laughs> Um, so I was, um, I was so infatuated with the scenery. I did not know what was happening. Nobody wanted to know, nobody wanted to hear, nobody could understand this. And I started obsessing about it so much. I started drawing it. I started drawing it on a paper. I started drawing it on my wall. And I started asking the universe or whatever God there is, why, what, and how. And I started getting little knowings, even like little downloads of information. Little messages started to come in. One of the first messages that was not told in my voice I've heard was trust the process. And, you know, this message, trust the process, is stuck with me so deep that every time when I have any doubt of, about anything, I think of trusting the process, you know, just surrender and trust the process. Other knowings were coming, like... Um, that I'm soul first, that I'm not a human body, which to me was um, totally crazy, <laughs> you know, because I always lived in this body and uh, was not really a believer of a God per se. So it was strange to me to, to understand that I'm actually a piece of light first and just the physical body. Uh, another message that I heard was um, that the sky is my father and the earth is my mother. 
And the spirit wanted me to breathe from the sky, breathe it in and pass it on to the mother earth and say, this is hello from the father sky and then breathe in from the mother earth and say hello to the father sky. It was a very interesting experience. You know, a lot of it, I just had to trust myself and, and hope that I'm not going crazy, you know. Um, the noise and messages were just pouring in and um, I was accepting it and listening to it, but wasn't really doing much about it. Just kind of soaking in the information. 2020 was pretty settled for me. That's when the COVID started and, you know, everyone was um, feeling um, uncomfortable and I was not feeling very comfortable to uh, advance in anything because I thought the world is ending, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I did become vegan, though, at the end of 2020, you know, I, I think I did what the spirit told me to do. Um, so 2021 wasn't really um, too big spiritually for me. I was just living my life and spending time with my child and teaching him to um, meditate and teaching him um, just the things that I've heard. But the 2022 is when I got hit hard. <laughs> In about February of um, 2022, I started having um, a lot of visions and a lot of downloads of information. I kept seeing number seven it, with my eyes closed. I don't know why. Uh, and I was connecting it to anything and everything I could. So the spirit told me to go to a retreat on my 40th birthday, which I totally did not want to do necessarily because it was a big date for me. But I felt it as a knowing that I need to be there. And so I just went online one day and somehow, some way it led me to this retreat that exactly started on my 40th birthday. And it was not too far. It was in the mountains of North Carolina and it was an all women's retreat. And by some kismet, it was called an activation retreat. So this lady, her name is Lisa. She was doing a retreat to activate spiritual people. So there I was surrounded by a few women and Lisa herself, she's a channeler and a healer. So I was trusting her to do what she does best. And after that retreat, I came back changed. After that retreat, I came back getting all kinds of messages, not only for me, but for other people. They would just pour in. I started seeing hand gestures. Just um, in my mind's eye, I started seeing hand gestures as a messages, which was very new to me 
quite spooky a little bit, but I can could not call it on. You know, I had to um, rather just relax and let it come to me versus me asking for it. Uh, I started writing poetry, but not poetry necessarily from me, but it felt like that poetry was coming from somebody else as I was channeling it from the other person. Sometimes I did not know who it was from, and sometimes I did. And sometimes this poetry was quite dark. Um, I was still getting more knowings and more downloads. Um, um, and um, at some point in August, I started feeling this needing feeling to pray for someone that I love dearly. I did not know why I needed to do this, but I had to trust myself and I decided to go with it. The spirit told me to write a prayer for this person and to read it every day. So I started doing that. And every time I would read the prayer, I would cry so hard. And I did not know why. I was just doing it. You know, I just wholeheartedly trusted the process. That happened about for maybe seven or eight days. And I was not sure why or what's going on with that person. I have not reached out to him. But I was still trusting the process. And I still was praying. And I still was crying till the last drop of me was spent. About seven or eight days later, the need for it is totally disappeared. It totally was gone. And I just said, okay, well, you know, it's gone, it's gone. About a week after that, the person who I prayed for had reached out to me and what happened to him was he overdosed. At that time, when I was praying for him and he had a new death experience himself, he died and he came back and he told me he was revived three times. And the, right there and then, I had no doubt that the spirits told me to do this for him. And I was just blown away. I was blown away by the connection to someone that you don't even speak to too often. I was blown away how it made me feel. The exactly right thing what I needed to do was given to me at the right moment. Again, it's all about trusting and it's all about listening to myself and to the spirit. So September comes along. At this time, I already trust the spirit very well. And I start asking the spirit and God to guide me and tell me each and every day what they want me to do. And as I'm asking for guidance, I start getting these knowings. It tells me to develop uh, self-help exercises and put them on fun cards for a betterment 
of each and every person to raise their vibration and to give them some sort of hope that they can practice each and every day. So I started thinking what and how I can get this done. And information quite frankly came very fast. It came through within a week. I wrote and I also drew the cards. It's not a very large deck. It's 14 days to happier you. And it is a little exercise or pieces of information for a person to get acknowledgement of self-consciousness, what they can do to elevate themselves for a day. And once they get knowings of self-awareness, they can use that to stay in a better place and have higher vibration. So that day came along nicely within a week, like I said, and I printed it out quickly. Once I finished that, the spirit started to tell me that I need to write another deck. I was not ready for this as I was getting um, information coming to me very fast. I was not ready to write another deck. So I wanted to take a few days to just rest. As I was taking a few days just to rest and do my earthly things, that was the first time I had encountered an extraterrestrial contact. And this is totally out of my character. I've never seen UFOs. I've never communicated with aliens. I never really cared if they exist or not. I was just living my life as a human and experiencing it. And here it is. This creature was standing in my mind's eye. It was standing and holding a peace sign. I did not get any bad feeling off of it. So I figured it was good. And the vision um, got me so excited that I wrote a little poetry about it and I drew it as well. Um, and um, I hung it up in my hallway and I look at it every day uh, as a friendly reminder that we're not alone and that's okay to share your space with some other um, entities as well. So as I moved along, the second deck was upon me. The second deck spirits wanted me to write was about inner child. The deck is very strong and it's very powerful. At first, I did not know how it would go about. As I was sitting and contemplating how I can put it on the cards, I would not get a vision and I would not get a knowing. 
I was a little bit confused because I did not have any information how I can get it done. And I was meditating for three or four days, asking to the spirit and asking of God to tell me what, what I can do to make it accessible. Uh, and the spirit was telling me that I need to put it as a board game to do it as a quest. Each card would be like a little quest because it's so intense and so in depth, you know, a lot of people have a hard time rehashing the past and their childhoods that it wanted me to make it as easy and as lighthearted as I could. So I started drawing um, a little board game that I broke down in cards. The exercises I have not known yet, but little by little, they were coming to me as a pieces of information. Sometimes it would come to me as a quest itself. It would be telling me to go and um, find some sort of book and read a certain chapter. And there it would be that exercise that I need to put in. And sometimes it would just come as a knowing what I need to put in on the card. It was pretty bizarre at this point, personally, you know, because um, I was an artist all my life. And for me to just communicate with something I don't see, something I wasn't taught, was um, quite um, disturbing, you know? Uh, but I hung in there and I was trying to get used to the feeling communicating with other entities. Um, so it was a never ending adventure here, <laughs> I would say. So in October, uh, I printed out my second deck that is also available now for everyone. Um, January comes along and sure enough, the spirits tell me, so it's time for you to get at it again. And they tell me that they want me to write uh, gratitude prayers for the whole month of January. And they want me to write it, not a short prayer, but a whole page prayer, some different subjects. And they want me to put it on Facebook and they want me for people to read it. They wanted uh, to elevate the consciousness and vibration of the collective. At this point, I knew that January will be a pretty busy month for me. I have a couple of trips planned. And so I was rather arguing with them and saying, I cannot do this. I don't have time in January to, 
to write these gratitude prayers for a whole page each day on different subjects to which the spirit said, well, you better start now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're jokesters for sure. And, um, and I said, okay, I accept the challenge. I'm ready to serve and I will do what you say. And um, here I am in January writing gratitude prayers and spreading it. And um, I get a lot of joy to do this. And it's not, uh, and it's not only for others, but it also is a very um, strong practice for myself as well to remind myself all the great things that are around me. Well, this is pretty much where I'm at now. Lena, thank you for sharing your life with us. The voice that led you to Asia, as well as other things, does it have a name? Um, it does not have a name. I do refer to the spirit as an angel because it is a good spirit. So everything that is good, I will call it angel. Because why not? You know, it's a very pleasant sound and uh, it's a very good message that they give me. So angels they are. Do you hear their voice in your voice or do you hear it like as some completely different voice? One uh, voice I hear, it sounds much like my own voice. It is a little bit louder though. And sometimes it's not something that I would personally say or think just different ideas that are like thrown at me or uh, suggestions or or they ask of me but the trust the process that was definitely rather deeper more manly voice i would say i almost want to say it's from god although i don't believe that god was a person or is a person so do you think it's possible that when you're Hearing the voice that sounds like your own, it's coming from your higher self on the other side? Yes, absolutely. I believe that our angels, our spirit guides could be our higher self. Yes. Do you think you were told to plant the garden to prepare for the pandemic? I believe so. Yes, I believe that the spirits, angels led me on this way for a great reason. And I believe that everything they tell me is to prepare, yes. When you are in the mountains learning to meditate from the Buddhist monks, how did they teach you to meditate? It was a mindful meditation retreat. Uh, it's all about getting out of the monkey mind. It's about clearing your mind. It's about realizing you're right here within your breath. Concentrate on your in and out and observe your thoughts like a passing clouds so you can clear out the sky. Do you think that this journey you've been living the past few years was planned out pre-birth? Sure, why not? Yes. Yes, I think everything happens for a reason. With all of the messages that you've received from spirits, what do you think is your most important message? 
My most important message would be trust the process. It's about surrendering and it's about trusting yourself. And it's about knowing that um, there's something greater than us and you have to trust it. You cannot do it alone. You have to surrender and ask for help. It's interesting that you use the word surrender because I feel like your entire experience from the beginning started with you surrendering to this episode of becoming unconscious and not mm-hmm. fighting it. Yes, you know, I grew up in Russia and uh, the way uh, I was taught is to never give up, never give up and fight, 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 fight. In fact, there is a saying, Russians never give up, Russians don't give up. And so that's why I was fighting all my life. I was fighting for everything and anything, including when I was um, getting faded away. I was fighting for my life, whatever that meant for me, which all I needed to do is surrender. I was trying to swim against the flow, and that was the problem. Do you feel like now you live a life of more surrendering? instead of fighting? I definitely surrender more, absolutely. And although I do get a lot of knowings, I'm still a human being and I still have a hard time incorporating those knowings into my human life, into into the society. And um, it's a it's a struggle sometimes, you know, but uh, but then I sit down and I meditate and I remember it's all right. Can you give us some examples of hand gestures and what they mean? Sure. So when I came back from um, my retreat, they're, they're, they're kind of personal, but I'll share. So when I came back from my retreat, my activation retreat, uh, I was channeling nonstop. I could not stop it, literally. Uh, I did not know how to stop because Lisa is so such a strong channeler all her energy rubbed on me, I feel like. And so I was having a lot of channels and um, I was going through um, personal relationship um, questions at the time. And as I was contemplating about that, I saw a gesture like this, two hands were holding um, each other and I kind of just understood that I can't work with this person hand in hand. Are you still channeling today? I do. I do channel. In fact, I had channeled uh, the entity that wants to be called timeless. I haven't come out with this fully yet. I sometimes write about it on Facebook, but I, I like to keep it still very private because the things uh, the entity tells me I mean, some things that I don't even fully believe. So I don't know if I'm ready to share those kind of pieces of information yet. Would you be willing to show us one of your cards and show us one of the exercises from your first deck? So here's one card that I'd like to share. It's card number three. It's, It's called Silly Exercise That Works. On a piece of paper, write down... I'm grateful for list 10 things that you are not grateful for and that you're grateful for 
everything that comes to mind. Do not worry how it works. Surrender and accept gratitude. So I don't know if you can see or not. Okay, cool. Thank you. Absolutely. You have another deck about rescuing your inner child. Can you show us mm -hmm. one of those cards? Yes. Yeah, so this is the deck and it comes in a pouch as well. And it's like a board game. You can see the little quests as they separated, right? And you did the artwork on that? Absolutely. Yes, cool. I, I did everything. Cool. Um, Great job. Thank you. Um, this deck is um, very, um, a lot of tears will be shed on this deck, let me tell you. And um, you'd like me to share an exercise with you? Sure. Okay. I'll do the first card. So the first card, innocence and compassion for self are a must. It's easier for our brain to respond to a physical object, to remind us of a subject. To honor your inner child, you will tie to a physical picture. Over time, it will help you to connect to your feeling space rather than stay in a broken pattern. Exercise. Get a picture of your younger self. If you don't have a picture of your younger self, you can find a picture from a magazine or online or any young child that resembles your appearance. This picture will represent a physical object of your inner child. You want to put it in a frame and look at it as often as possible throughout the day. And what do you think looking at it as much as possible during the day will happen to you if you do that? When we connect some subjects, Object to an object, we are starting to look at it as um, as a separate. So then we start thinking about it as separate. Then we start connecting to it, and once we connect to it, we can accept it. Uh, I have a picture of myself as well as a young child. Um, sitting on my desk and when I look at it, it's sitting right next to a picture of my, my son that when he was young. And when I look at it, I often recall my childhood and uh, I often want to hug the little girl that I used to be and uh, comfort it. And I realized that I am that little girl to give myself support and understanding and love. Have you done all the exercises on your cards yourself? Yes, I have. How do you feel like they helped you? Uh, it's a lot of self-awareness and it's a lot of forgiving. It's a lot of writing. Most every card on this deck, on the inner child deck, is about writing and it's about digging deep. How did you change after you did the exercises? After I did exercises on my deck, I started feeling uh, more loved by myself and um, easier because I have forgiven. I have forgiven my parents. I had found out about my ancestors. 
I had remembered my childhood friend that helped me tremendously in my childhood experiences. It was um, a lot of memories rehashed, you know, something that sometimes you may not want to access. All right. Now, you are also an artist and you paint and draw. And you mentioned well, sort. sort of you mentioned that you drew the alien that you were speaking of and you wrote a poem about. A, yes. A poem about him. Can mm -hmm. you show us the, uh, the painting and maybe read us the poem? I see a creature. Who are you? It stands quiet in the view. It won't talk and won't reply. Only wants to show me why. Why so much I had endure. Life is nothing but a lure. Holding sign peace to me. Does it mean it, that I am free? Free from lies, deceit and pain. Now I have so much to gain. Birthing Gaia knows the truth. If you look right at the root, root of tree that's called a life, root of happiness and right. Don't think hard or look too deep. All you have to do is breathe. Breathe the air from the tree. Oxygen will set you free. That's great. Thank you. Now, you've written another poem, I believe, right? Or Correct, yes. Does that one also go with it? It does. Uh, this is actually the painting behind me, and this is actually the same thing. Like I said, I was totally obsessing about it. And to just to draw the glory of that vision that I had, it was so intense to me that uh, I just could not stop but drawing it and writing about it and just infatuation of some sort. Do you feel like you were an orb of light and that the big orb was God or the giant one? Yes. Yes, I believe so, yes. And then the other orbs that were out there in space were just other humans in energy form out there with you? Correct, yes. Hmm. All right, cool. Read us the poem, please. Okay. How far I've come, how far to go, no one will ever know. My purpose here is divine, for some is too inclined. I saw a vision, I won't deny. I elevated to the sky, so dark and far and ball of light. The trickled light from the inside. The ball of light was multiplied. We all are made from same divine. I look below and what I saw was earth from far and far ago. It was green and full of thrive, everyone enjoying life. Looking back and ask the source, am I on the right of course? No particular reply. Only you will know and why. Every lesson must be learned unless you want to get extort. Close your eyes and reach to sky. Only you will know your reasons why. Mm, fantastic. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. Now, you're also putting these prayers up on your Facebook account mm -hmm. or Facebook yes. page. Yes. What is your page called? Lena Maid, L-E-N-A, Lena Maid, M-A-D-E, all together. Okay. If people want to reach out to you and ask you questions, are you up for that? Yes, absolutely. They can contact me through Facebook page, correct? Or they can email me at 
lenak1111@proton.me@proton.me at proton.me correct okay do you have anything else that you're working on that you would like us to know about yes um i've been connecting to spirits hardcore lately <laughs> if you would and uh i would like to offer angel therapy soon maybe next month do you have a website or is that also on your facebook page I can probably be contacted through Facebook page about that. I'm not quite ready to do angel therapy, but I'm working on it and uh, I believe that that's where I'm heading. Do you have any messages from the spirits and angels for humanity? Yes, I have a lot of them. <laughs> but the most important one is what they want people to do is to acknowledge them the spirits around us all the time <clears throat> we're all born with two angels two spirits if you would i prefer to call them angels i guess so two angels one is a protector protects us from anything that we don't want to happen to us and the second one is a guide so the angels want you to ask them for help. Angels want to help you. Angels are so kind and so helpful if only you give them a chance. What do you think is the best way for us to contact them? The best way to contact them is first to acknowledge them. It's okay if you do not see them or do not feel them. You want to believe in them first. You want to acknowledge and thank them for for their energy. Once you start believing in them and acknowledging them, you will notice that they will help you. They want you to share all your struggles with them and give them your emotional baggage to carry because they will help you and they will take over and align it to the best of your life purpose before we finish up can you give us one last positive message yes my positive message is to hug physically hug genuinely hug hug for a long time when we hug we release hormone of happiness when we hug we start to remember that we are soul first and once you remember that you will know your purpose and you will want to do good and spread the good energy around lena thank you for that message and thank you for being my guest thank you so much jeff i appreciate you thanks for watching the jeff mara podcast I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.